It is six o'clock or so on March 13th, 2022, and it is episode two, season two of the Talking to Yourself podcast. My name is Chris Chase, and I am your host, and it is so great to be podcasting to you, or depending on if no one's listening, podcasting to myself, which is, I mean... If you can get one listener, you're winning. And, you know, first, before I get started with today's show, want to give just, a, just there's such a great response to the show coming back. I know that if you listened to last week's episode, you kind of gave me some insight as to why I'm not on social media anymore. And I got a lot of notes of, oh, so that's why. Oh, my goodness. I thought you were dead or I thought you had moved or I thought your family ditched you. But you just got off social media because you want to live your life. That's awesome. All that sort of stuff. But along with that, uh, there's just a, a, some real cool um, just responses to the show being back. And what the show can be and shouts to those of you who messaged me uh, saying that you want to help me out with some art ideas. I haven't got back to you yet. I'll get, I'll get to that in a second, but thank you to all of you who, to, who say, Hey, listen, if you have art ideas for the show and it's change, um, let me know. And I will eventually it's just, you know, I got to get some ducks in a row before I do that. And shout outs to all of you who have just really shown just kindness over over the last couple of days of the show coming back. It's always really, really fun. A couple of programming notes. You can go back into the archives into season one of the Talking to Yourself podcast by just searching it up on Spotify. Spot I'm searching it up on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast, Podbean, you know, all sorts of other places, Anchor, whatever else. When you do that, please, if you can, leave reviews. And subscribe to the show. That helps me out a great deal because the more subscribers are that are paying attention to the show, the more I can kind of do with the show. I I do this show with my friend Kenya and with my friend Ian, who helped me out in the background, the Walters kids with with production. But you know, it's a three person operation. But we could do more if more people are interested in the show, more people are invested in the show, more people are paying attention to the show. And when I don't have guests, the show actually ends up being a lot shorter, which means it's a little bit easier to kind of take in. So if you can be a a subscriber, that'd be great. And a great way of kind of catching up with the show is by listening to past episodes or as you are, you know, getting into season two, if you're listening to the show for the first time, it gives you kind of an understanding of my voice, what I'm like as an interviewer, what I'm like, you know, when I'm pontificating about various things. And like I said before, the show is changing. And so I'm thankful that you are wanting to be a part of the ride. And so hopefully as the show takes more form in this season, I'm not sure how many shows the season will be, but as the show takes more form, you'll be able to have a better sense of who I am, who you might be as a listener and where the show is going. So cool programming note, do me a favor, go back, listen to some of the, the old episodes um, and, and kind of catch a feeling for what the show was so you can have anticipation of what the show is going to be. So I mentioned that there are some people who um, reached out to me and said, hey, Chris, if you need help with artwork, let me know because I would love to help you. And I said that, you know, life has been a little busy and I haven't got a chance to get back to you. If you've been following on social media, you know where I work. And if you know where I work, you know that where I work, we are experiencing some really, really, really difficult stuff right now. I won't get into the, the nuts and bolts of what that is. But um, what I can do is kind of give you sort of an insight into my mind through it all. 
Now, let me say this. There will be a time, and I hope to, I was sitting with one of my colleagues. His name is Eric vs. Lewis. Eric and I, we we co-host a podcast together called the Chris Two Cent Eric Podcast. Chris Two Centric, Christocentric, Chris Two Cent Eric. It's play on words. And when I told him I, I was bringing the show back, this, this second season, Talking to Yourself, he was really excited. And I said, you know, I'd love to be able to talk about what we're going through at work. And Eric was a really wise guy. Not a wise guy, like he's a wise guy, like he's he's a wise individual. His his thought was, you know, we got to see how this thing kind of plays out. And there's a lot of moving parts. So why not wait a couple couple of weeks or maybe a couple of months and really do a postmortem on where things are and kind of be able to kind of walk with people as to where we go forward. And I said, well, if I'm going to do that, I want to do that with you on the show. And we can have a conversation about the things we've learned and, and things of that nature. But in the meantime, between now and then, I kind of was going to give you an insight into into my head, into my headspace and things I've been thinking about. So you can go and check your Googles and, you know, kind of get a background on that. If you want to know, you know, the skinny or the tea, you can, um, you know, buy me lunch. You know, you can Uber Eats and send some Uber Eats my way and we can eat on my stairs and I can talk to you about how I feel about certain things and give you the story. But the story is out there for public knowledge. But it's been a really, really, really crazy week. And with that, because it's a crazy week, it's harder to, you know, kind of get your footing. It's harder to, the word I'm looking for is get perspective. It's kind of, it's harder to concentrate on things that you regularly do because when bad news comes, it changes everything. I remember um, a couple of years ago, um, it was in August and I'm sitting for lunch with three of my friends, three of my closest friends, friends, Stefan, Bart and Calvin were at Cheesecake Factory, Yorkdale Mall in Toronto, Ontario. And I get a text message from my sister. My sister was coming to visit my, my wife and I, my kids here in, in Ontario. She lives in Montreal and she came to visit and, and she said, I need you to come home as soon as you can. I'll talk to you. And I remember hanging up the, reading the text message or hanging up the phone camera, what it was, and saying to my buddies, I, I think there's bad news. And I went home and on, you know, in my backyard, on my deck, my, my wife, my sister sat me down and told me that my, my mom was sick with cancer. And she had stage three at the time, which turned into stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a form of cancer. And I remember feeling a lot of, emotions. I remember being scared. I remember being sad. I remember being angry. I remember being tired. I remember just thinking my life was over. This is my mother. It's not someone else's mom. It's not like a character from television. It's my mom. It's mom Dukes. It's the queen, you know, Um, up to when I got married, the most important woman in my life, you know, and I wasn't able to concentrate for a long period of time. I wasn't able to, to do, to do work. I wasn't able to eat. I wasn't able to sleep. I wasn't able to work out. I wasn't able to be present. And and nothing, all of the routines I had were completely shot because I was so worried. I, I, I was crying all the time and not crying. And then being worried that I wasn't crying. I was worried that if I wasn't thinking about her, that I was being a bad person. All of these sort of things were, were happening. I say that to say that this week has felt a lot like that. Where in light of of news, of people I I used to work with, 
and actions of people I used to work with, I found it very hard to concentrate. I found it very hard to not put my phone down. As somebody who hasn't been on social media in a long time, I found myself reading comments on different people's Facebook walls or Instagram posts or Twitter feeds. And, you know, the rule number one of social media is never read the comments ever. That being said, please leave a, a kind comment on our podcast here, the Talking to Yourself podcast, and you know, leave a five-star review, all that good stuff. But to never read the comments because you can't control the comments and then you can't control your response to, to the comments. And then I'm in group chats and shouts to the Diamond Dogs, you know who you are. Um, just in group chats with people and asking questions and going through feelings in real time of anger and sadness and confusion, worry, dread, anger and anger and anger and dark humor and all these sort of things. And it was really hard to find perspective. And I don't even know if I really have perspective now, a week later. I don't know if I have perspective yet. I don't know if I've gained that moment of enlightenment. I don't, I don't think I have. I, I've, in fact, I'm sure I haven't. And I toggle between a lot of various emotions. The main, I don't know if it's an emotion, but tired find myself a lot more tired than I than I normally am. Not necessarily stressed. I'm a pretty even keel individual. Uh, if you know me, you're probably, you, you might think like, do you care about anything? And I do. I just don't show it um, outwardly like other people do. I'm just kind of like, eh, what are you going to do? But I find myself just feeling it a lot more. But one of, one of the, the things that have been really, that have really brought some peace to me is the people I'm in the foxhole with you know you're able to win a fight if you have a good crew around you. And even if you lose, you know that it's worthwhile fighting because you're fighting with people around you who would fight for you. And over the course of this week, I've been reminded about the value of not being alone. I've been reminded that even in the moments of disagreement, there's something to be said for the people you're disagreeing with. At the end of the day, you can disagree on the, on the minutiae of things, but you're still together on the things that really matter, the, the main things. And I'm just thankful for the people I'm in the foxhole with. Now, this is not about me, as I'm talking on my own podcast about my own experience. There are people who have experienced real trauma, real abuses, real pains. That this story um, greatly affects currently brings up stuff from their past and also mentally endangers their future. So my worry, my feelings, my everything is very minuscule in comparison to those who have been re-reminded of trauma that they have experienced. I'm mindful of that. I'm, I'm not a complete jerk. But with the things I'm going through right now, I'm, I'm thankful that I have friends who are willing to get it. Friends who are willing to say, I'm in this foxhole with you. So we as a collective can care for those who are experiencing or who have experienced painful trauma, who have experienced moments of difficulty, who have experienced just the worst of it. I'm thankful for the people I'm in the foxhole with. I've been thinking about that a lot. I sent uh, a group of friends of mine uh, um, this visual of, remember Toy Story 3? 
spoiler alert, there's a moment near the end of Toy Story 3 where the toys are, the main toys, Woody and Buzz and everybody, they, they're, they're in, they've fallen into the incinerator, you know, and they're about to go into the great beyond and they're trying to crawl their way up. And then they, they have that moment where they realize we're not going to make it. And they just begin to reach across to one another and hold one another's hands. And even as toys, they are starting to look at each other and they're starting to be able to, without words, say their goodbyes and just roll down to this impending doom of this fire. Now, ultimately, the, the, the three-eyed aliens, they come down with the claw, the claw, and they pick them up. But I'm reminded all the time of that scene that they were like, if we're going to go down, if we're going to, if this is going to end, it's going to be with all of us holding arms and linking arms together. Not one of us on our own, still kicking away. No, we're all, we might have been arguing before. We might have thought different ways before, but in this moment, if this is the end, we're going to go down swinging together Un, until the claw comes. And I'm just really thankful for the people I've linked arms with. I am today. Tomorrow might be a different story. But today, I'm really thankful that as we look into this impending doom of the future, this hard, hard work of the future, that I've linked arms with some really good people. Not just the people I work with, but people who are just about the same things. Might go about them differently. Might feel about them differently. But we are about the same things. It's been a very long week. Legitimately, the last time I recorded the show, I recorded it on my birthday. And since recording and since pressing stop and sending this over to the editors, it's been the, one of the longer weeks of my life. But you know what? A week later, still recording a podcast. It might not be as good as last week. I might be a little more tired. There might be a little bit more ums and ahs and what that word means in this one but we're still recording. We're still here. And if we're still here, we're still alive. There's still stuff to do. And if there's still stuff to do, then let's get to doing it. It's been a tough week and there's more tough weeks to come, but we do me a favor. Will you link arms with me? Can we go down swinging together? I think that'd be a good idea. Take a break. And we, we, we will, we will be right back. So this past weekend, my family and I, we watched a movie. Now, I should back up and give, give a little bit of explanation as to why I said it that way. So remember, remember, remember the beginning of the pandemic? Remember that? Seven years ago, it feels like. Well, the beginning of the pandemic, um, the show came out. It's called WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. And Disney would drop new episodes on Fridays. And my family and I, what we would do is we would, every Friday, we would order pizza from a local pizzeria because we wanted to support local business. Remember when the big thing of the pandemic at the beginning was supporting local businesses? Remember that? <laughs> and how you want to, you know, and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. So we would support local business. We'd order pizza from local pizza shops and we would watch 
WandaVision together. Then right after WandaVision was the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We would then go and watch the Falcon and the Winter Soldier together. And then there'd be another show that would come out on a Friday. And we would watch these shows like each Friday together, that sort of thing. It was it was really special for our family. And then Black Widow came out on a Friday. We watched that because we were, were really big into Marvel stuff, all this sort of stuff. And then after a while, Disney, Disney Plus started dropping their shows on Wednesday. And so we lost that sort of Wednesday, Friday groove. I believe it was with Loki. They started dropping the shows on Wednesday. So we, yeah, we lost that sort of Friday groove as a family. Every so often there'd be a movie that would come out. So we watch, you know, the Mitchells versus the machines on Netflix, which is really fun. Um, watch a couple of other things here or there, but for the most part, we kind of lost that Friday groove because they had to find a movie that nobody saw or find a show that nobody saw that everybody wanted to watch. And then once it wasn't something that we all loved, then you'd you know, find one of us would say, you know, I'm going to read a book or another one would say, I'm going to play video games or another one would say, I'm going to go into a group chat with my friends or you know, another one would say, I'm going to take a nap or different things like that. We kind of lost that sort of that Friday groove. But every so often, something would come out and we'd watch it together. So Raya and the Last Dragon or Encanto. And this weekend, this past weekend, it was Pixar's Turning Red, um, a story of a young 13-year-old girl who lives in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Shout out to the six. You know what it is. Six, 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 six. That's, I'm not saying six, 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 like the, the devil number. I'm saying like six, 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 like Drake. Anyhow, that's, that's, can't edit that out now, can we? Um, she, you know, of, of Chinese descent uh, and, um, and her friends. And it's all, this is a movie centered on the growing up of a teenage girl and what, you know, what puberty does to your heart and to your mind and to your body. And it's, um, it's illustrated in how this young girl, when she gets really stressed out, she becomes a giant red panda and all of the, 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 this, this, the, the fun that ensues by this transformation and learning how to embrace this red panda, embrace the changes happening to your life, embrace the changes going to be coming um, in the relationship with you and your parents, embrace the changes going to come in your relationship with your friends, all of these sort of, sort of things. And there's just these really cool um, Toronto connections. So there's a Daisy Mart, shouts to the Daisy Mart. If you know what Daisy Mart is, if you know what the Daisy Mart is, you know how important how how much of a big deal that is to have a daisy mark kind of show up in the middle of a movie they call the sky dome the sky dome i don't care what you say it is not the roger center the toronto blue jays play at the sky dome it will always be the sky dome and it's still called the sky dome and it even has the old sky dome logo on the outside of it the movie set centered in 2002 there's a young kid who's wearing a fifth number 15 basketball jersey which is a shout out to Vince Carter, um, the second greatest Raptor of all time. He, okay, I'll put it this way. He is the most important Raptor of all time. He is like the greatest import of Raptor, but the greatest Raptor of all time is Kyle Lowry. And I will fight you square in the face if you, if you want to, if you want to argue that. Okay. I will fight you in the face. Like that's, like that's dropping bombs on that, dropping bombs on that, dropping bombs on that. Kyle Lowry, greatest Raptor of all time. But he's wearing a jersey in in the show or in the movie that you know 
references uh, Vince Carter and it has the purple and black and a little bit of red on it. There's a blue jay that flies in there. At certain points, they they visit Chinatown, which is in Toronto downtown. It's 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 such a it's so great. And we and we have a 12 year old daughter who was experiencing all of these things of growing up and having conversation, you know, having puberty conversations and all these sort of uncomfortable dad things that I kind of look at my wife and go like, you're going to talk to her about this, like that sort of stuff. Now the, the catches with, with turning red is that turning red has, is, you know, it's promoted as a family friendly kid movie. And in talking to some parents that I know, they were like, they were really, really, really taken aback by the conversations that were, that ensued because of said movie. And so there's conversations about, you know, girls getting their periods for the first time. There's conversations about boys for the, for the first time. And, and I'll use this word, gyrating, dancing, that sort of stuff. It's all these things that take place in, the, in these movies. And so you have parents who are watching this with five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds, and they're looking at their parents going like, what does this mean? What does that mean? What is this? And, and, and parents feeling like not being prepared for what this movie brought up. And, you know, so it makes me think about, you know, what you were hoping for and what you were expecting versus what you got. So for me, as a parent, we watched this movie and we were just able to enjoy it and have conversations afterwards because that's where we are. That's where we are. Our kids are in the preteen age. Our daughter becomes a full-on teenager. Oh my goodness. In a couple of days. It's crazy to think about. Um, you know, so we're, we're already there. And then I remember like going, if, how many of you remember Shrek? And Shrek is not a kid's movie at all. It's an adult, it's, it's an adult movie just set in animation, but it's like, it's like, go, we go back and watch Shrek, the first one. It's grown up. It's grown up. Shrek 2 has a scene where a guy gets caught holding catnip and while the song Cops is playing. I mean, come on, ladies and gentlemen, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is. Like, it's fully in the movie. And, and, the idea of like what you were expecting, the expectation was it's going to be like in Canto, it's going to be like this, it's going to be like that. And the result for some was very disappointing and the result for others was was great. But it makes me think about, you know, what we watch, what we don't watch, what we allow to watch, what we expect other people to watch, what we expect other people to like or, or dislike. Because for me, I thought the movie was fantastic. I thought it brilliantly um shared the mother-daughter experience from stories that i know i think it's a long time coming that we we see a story from a non-white background shout outs to stories that are non-white and non-white male protagonists or non-white female protagonists to have a a young girl who is of chinese descent telling her story and inviting us to be a part of that experience as opposed to us constantly being in a white people experience, which is a lot of the time. In fact, there were some reviews of the, of the movie that said that the movie was not going to translate to some, that the movie didn't translate to them because it, it was different for them. And I, you can't see this, but I'm using quotation marks because for them, it was too much of a stretch to try to understand the Chinese Canadian experience. And for, for to, to that, I'm like, come on. I mean, get over yourself. The great thing about 
life is the diversity that's found in life. The great thing about learning is that realizing that your story is not the only story. But I do understand that if you were watching this movie thinking that it was going to be like, I don't know, Franklin, and it ended up you feeling like it's more like whatever PG-13 movie is. And so I have a, I have a question for you as you, you as parents who watch movies like like put this in you know you can email email me we have an email at the end of at the of the episode put it in the in the in the comments even too like how do you go about explaining or choosing movies for your kids what are your standards are your standards different for you do you stretch it a little bit more for you and then you know change it for your kids or do you all just watch the same things and have discussions about it when when do you when do you think it's appropriate to watch a movie like turning red did you laugh at turning red and then kind of block the ears of your kids? Or do you turn it off right away and decide like, I'm never going to watch it. I'm just really curious about that. How do you deal with life when what you get wasn't what you expected? Do you, do you get upset about that? Do you make changes? Do you call for the manager? What do you do? Are you emailing Disney right now, mad at them that they did not promote this movie properly? Or are you simply just dealing with it as it is to me? For me, this is one of the best Pixar movies I've seen in a very long time. And I've seen every Pixar movie. That's a lie. I've still never seen Wally. Now, I, I, I know what you're thinking. What? What? I'm serious. I still haven't seen Wally. So I've seen every one of them except for, actually, that's a lie. I also haven't seen Up. I've seen the opening of Up. And most people told me that if you've seen the opening of Up, then you've seen Up. So I don't know. But outside of that, this is probably one of my favorite ones that I would watch multiple times. But that's just me because what I expected was what I got. But if you didn't get what you expected, then I understand. And maybe you can ask for Disney Plus money back. I don't know. We'll be back after this. Ever heard of the artist Kanye Omari West, rapper, fashion icon, billionaire, social media, I don't even know what we want to call him, villain, maybe? I remember being introduced to Kanye West by his beats. He produced a song um, called This Can't Be Life off of the Dynasty album, Jay-Z. The drum pattern, I'm not even going to try to imitate it, was, was exquisite soul samples these chipmunk sounds that's what they used to call it where he would take a soul sample and he would turn the pitch up the vocal pitch on it so it would sound like chipmunks and he would build a beat around it he would do this for multiple artists multiple artists he did he did that for a song called uh, izzo uh for for jay-z and he pitched up um one more chance um i or sorry i want you back by, by the Jackson 5. He pitched it up to, to make this probably one of Jay-Z's greatest songs. And that's in 2001. He does all these beats for other people. And then in 2004, he comes out with an album called The College Dropout. And I remember a buddy of mine, his name's Phil Bennett. He was going to the States. And I said, he listened to me a favor. On your way back, can you pick up, and this is me like, you know, trying to be a good Christian, but still want to listen to rap music. Can you pick, can you go to Walmart in the States, and can you pick me up the edited version of the college dropout? Because in the States, 
Walmart only sells radio radio edits of rap albums. They do not sell explicit lyric ones. They only sell radio edits because Walmart is traditionally a a company created by Christians or Christian company. I don't know, one of the two. And so I remember I had flown back from um, Barbados. I had gone to visit family while I was in my third year of, of Bible college. And I had gone down for a funeral, flew back home, and I was a wreck, come back home. And on um, on my bed in our, in our my our due department, all of the four or five guys living in this department, on my bed was this album called Dropout. And I listened to it over and over and over again. Through the Wire by Kanye West is one of my favorite songs of all time. Of all time. I drink a boost for breakfast and insure for dessert. Had to skip the pancakes, had to sip the scissor. That right there can drive a sane man berserk. Not to worry, Mr. H to the Izzo's back to wizard. Like, geez, Louise, right? Not the best rapper, but just so snappy, that sort of thing. And over and over again, he, he's making these albums. And he is the everyman's rapper. While other guys are wearing big chains and flossing, you know, flossing. People have used the word flossing forever, but like, you know, dollars and cars he's this guy wearing polo shirts and jeans he's this guy wearing wearing blazers like blazers that you find at like moors like that sort of thing where everybody's rapping one way he's going in a whole different lane he looks more like me and acts more like me than jay-z and there's something relatable to this guy this guy who was pushed down who was just you know people were embarrassed by him he ends up being one of the biggest artists of all time off this first album. And then over time, you see him sort of switch and change. You can see this in real time. There's a new documentary on Kanye West called Genius. And you're probably wondering the name, why the name is named. You should, before you judge the name, watch the documentary. And he goes through this metamorphosis as he gets bigger and he bec- Kanye West goes from being a person to being a character or being a person playing a character called Kanye West. You, you see these stumbles and falls. You see him live out his pain and his trauma and his anger and his need to be seen and his wins and his losses. You see him practice out in real time. Some people only know Kanye West because one day he got up on stage and he told a young girl by the name of Taylor Swift that her, her album, her video was good, but Beyonce had created the greatest uh, video of all time, of all time. Some people only know him from that. Some people only know him now because on social media, I was reading this 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 morning, he's threatening comedians and also yelling at his wife, his or his now ex-wife, sorry, about how she's treating, how she is being liberal in raising their daughter. And it's painful for me because I don't know Kanye West. I don't know him at all. I've never met him before. I've never seen him in concert, but I've tracked his life because I followed his music and I'm a fan of his music. So I don't want to say he's a hero of mine, but I just really admire what he's done in art and in fashion, how he's influenced me. I look back on, you know, when he had a faux hawk, I had a faux hawk. And I look back on some of those pictures. I did not have the head for a faux hawk. And yet people just kind of lied to me in my face and said it looked good and it didn't at all. And I really regret doing it now. Oh my goodness. But I, a lot of my style, I patterned after him. A lot of my musical choice, I patterned after him. And it's so weird to see somebody who you admire from afar do things that you can't defend 
or do things that make you question your allegiance to them. And so when I see Kanye West online yelling at his ex-wife about their kids and not having this conversation face-to-face with her, I'm like, yo, oh man, do I listen to Jesus Walks today while I'm working out? When I see him threatening somebody with their life, do I then just simply turn on easy by him in the game? Do I just put on diamonds from Sierra Leone with him and Jay-Z? You know, you know, like, do I put on click with him and Big Sean? Do I do all these sort of things? Like all this sort of stuff. Because, you know, like he's a musical hero. But now he's a villain. Where, where does Grace fit in? Do I simply say, yeah, bet. Like it doesn't matter. It's all good. Kind of, it's just about the music. The music is one thing, but he's not. He's different. Is it separate, or is it the same person? And do you kind of make a call that it, 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 if he does this, then I'm done? Where's the last straw when it comes to this sort of stuff? Is there a last straw, or do we allow people to do whatever simply because we really, 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 really like them? <sighs> kind of goes back to this week I've had. What do we allow people to do simply because we like them? Do I erase my Kanye West playlist? Do I throw away Jesus is King? Because that's his moment of redemption, even though that's, I think, his seventh best album. After, you know, recon, retcon that with, if you check back House of Commons show from this past fall when we reviewed the Donda album. I think it's number seven or number eight. I really didn't like it. But is that okay? Because there's Jesus King has a Christian album out. Is that okay? Does that make it all right? Or do you throw it all away? Is the redemption in the mess? What do you do with the art that has been created? Is the art a result of the brokenness? Or does the brokenness taint the art? I don't know. Maybe I have to listen to some Kanye West to find out. Or maybe not. We'll be right back. Thanks again for listening to the Talking to Yourself podcast. I am your host, Chris J. Shoutouts to our show producer, Kenya Walters, and our audio producer, Ian Walters. The Walters kids are the best. Please, once again, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, wherever you listen to your podcast. And also, wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever you can leave a comment or a five-star review, do so. And if you got social media, I have it. I don't use it unless I'm promoting the show. But if you have it, promo the show to your homies. Get people listening to it. Season two is going to be a lot of fun. Thanks a lot. Talk to you next week.